Here we are. Episode 3. The Metal Grace. Of the Sawed Off to the Max cast. Um, we've got a question and answer. I know we posted it out there on social media. Well, I didn't post anything out there. The guys posted it out there um, for everybody to ask questions. We got some good ones. We got a bunch of silly ones. But we're going to answer some of the good ones, or the guys are going to answer them, and I'm going to read them off. So I don't know who sent these things. I don't know who sent the questions and answers. Um, if the guys want to allude on that, they can. But we got Brian Healy and Terrence Smith are going to answer the burning questions that all CrossFitters have, at least in this area. To the best of our power. <laughs> at least to, for their members, anyway. So, um, I guess I'll, I want to start start it off, and I'm mixing and matching them, but uh, how do you set realistic fitness goals? And I'll let you guys, because that kind of ties into the last couple of uh, – podcast so um just you guys uh, I mean, can like expound the, on that i guess the big uh, big word that jumps out there to me is realistic yeah, realistic um <clears throat> and that's uh you got to think about it like almost the time frames like what's attainable when you're making a goal in a realistic time frame because the point i think sometimes if you make a goal if you have a goal and it's i mean we still can't have big goals but if you only have one goal and it's a really big one and it's actually and the time frame to reach it is very long, there's a chance of becoming discouraged. Um, so you want to break it down into like almost like segments where the time frame is attainable. So let's say your goal is to be able to get string together 10, 10 muscle-ups. And any crosser that people that are not crossers listen to this, that's just where you go from a, a dead hang on the ring to above like in a locked out position which is a very difficult movement to do in CrossFit. So let's say that's your goal, and you don't even have one yet. So we all know, like, how long, how long did you get your first muscle when you started CrossFit, Terrence? About a year and a half? Yeah, it took, me like, it took me, like, two, two and a half years. So, like, that's to get one. So if, I'm, if my goal is to get ten, now not only do I have to learn the skills to do one, now if I don't have one, now I have to be able to get, get the capacity to do multiple. So you got to put it in a realistic time frame. So maybe, like, the first goal would be, like, Okay, I don't have a muscle up yet. Maybe I don't even have a strict pull up yet. So the first one is going to be to get a strict pull up. That's attainable in a time frame. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now I'm able to hit that goal um, in, in an attainable time frame. That is not going to make me discouraged or, or you know, pay, not pay attention to the process or anything like that. So I'll be able to stick with it more. Um, so I guess that's my advice: make realistic goals that are doable in a realistic time frame. Um, so whenever you're doing that, if you have a big goal, that's great. But then break it down into smaller goals that are going to be able to hit over time yeah uh kind of kind of piggybacking off that for me i just kind of break it down into like two 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 segments um conditioning and and strength um when it comes to conditioning conditioning can be improved um in a, a shorter amount of time than your strength can so like if you want to be able to you know deadlift 300 pounds you know that will that will take you a lot longer to get to than it probably would to get your conditioning to where, like, say, maybe you could run a mile, you know, in, you know, seven, eight, eight minutes, you know, something, something, something like that. You know, it just takes a while to, to build strength. And that's one of the things that a lot of people get kind of impatient on is, you know, when it, when it comes to strength, where people are, you know, well, I want to be able to, you know, clean, you know, this way. Okay, well, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And we, and we have to break it down you know, and it takes a while to, to, to get there because when it comes to those strength-based movements, you're not going to see 20 or 30-pound jumps, you know, uh, 
you know, once you get into it a little bit more, maybe earlier, like when you start off, like the kind yeah, of like, like beginner, kind of the same thing we talked about like last like last week, um, like those beginner games. Maybe earlier you will, but like once you get to a certain point, like it's gonna take a while to like build your strength, you know, to hit that you know, 300 pound back squat or you know that 500 pound deadlift or you know that that strict press, you know those those kinds of things. Um, it, it just takes a while with strength, but with conditioning, like I said, conditioning can be improved fairly. I won't say fairly quickly, but your conditioning can be improved in a lot shorter of a span than, than your strength will. And that just, you know, the, that, that P word, you know, patience um, is, is required uh, when, when it comes to that. But you just have to, you have to be, like, you know, that the word you just kind of said is realistic, you know, being realistic as to where you are, you know, now as to where you want to be in one year or two years or three years, you know. You won't always hit your goals. Uh, you won't always hit your goals, but you know, setting them is always a, a big part of it, of it. Also, that's where you should come talk to us because that realistic aspect. Like I said, I, I would think that the common theme that's going going along with this realistic aspect is the time issue. Like parents talking about patience and stuff like that. But here's the problem: I think when people get discouraged, they don't understand sometimes what is realistic to hit in a, a good time frame. So yeah, you need to come talk to us, and we can tell you. Like, we're honest with you as far as, like, I think probably a big one, probably, I think a major goal, probably, if I, if I just said the number one goal people have coming into, into like, the crossing game, you probably get to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, yeah, that, um, for sure. So, when that is the, the main goal, <clears throat> their time frame for, like, when someone walks in, they want to lose all the weight. I'm going to right lose all, there, the, all the weight right then and there. Right now. And then, so, you've got to think about it in time frame issues. It's like, okay, what? We're talking about 100 pounds. We're talking about 20 pounds. And here's the thing, like, it's going to happen different for different people, and it has to be a healthy weight loss. So, like, they need to come talk. Like, I would suggest to be able to hit a realistic goal. Come talk to us, work with them, we'll help you, like, as far as, like, making a good timetable or, like, at least, like, some type of give you an idea of what is realistic so you don't become discouraged. Because otherwise, you just don't know when you're getting. You're assuming it can be achieved, and I think people assume it can be achieved because they they see the Instagram posts of, like, or the advertisements, like, lose 30 pounds, like, lose 100 pounds in, in 60 days. And, like, you know, that's just not... Yeah. That's, or 30 days. Or, like, uh, lose 30 pounds in a month. I mean, that's not always going to be achievable if you're making, like, smart, healthy decisions. So. Well, as far as, like, the goal goes, you can also have other things. Like, should they set smaller goals to get to the bigger goals, like little stages? And also, what about those people who, who have these goals and they've got these different steps that they want to take and numbers they want to hit? But... They're also gaining weight with muscle and moving things around yeah. and they're getting stronger and their waist size maybe shrinks or what kind of goals should they look at? Like, should they be processing that goal as strictly just weight loss or what are your suggestions for that? I, I would like the same thing. Like start with the simple one, the realistic one. And then when you end up, you'll see your goal will evolve. Like, you know, it will change as you go. Because next thing you know, you're going to start looking at feeling a certain way. And like, Because you have people that come, I think, in here and they're walking the door and their first initial goal is to lose weight um, and just kind of get generally healthy. And the next thing you know, they see, like, all these people doing some of these some things in here that are pretty amazing. And they're like, man, I want to get strong. I'm like, man, I want to get better at gymnastics. I mean, so, like, it's going to, like, be, like, have an initial goal that's realistic in mind, but be prepared that it might change as you, as you go. Your goals are going to change. As long as they're healthy fitness goals, we're going to encourage it, but... Be uh, cognizant of that. Yes. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people don't have. Well, I won't say people don't have goals, but a, a lot of the time, what tends to happen is people don't like think of goals until there's like a task presented. So, like in the CrossFit world, 
like, okay, you know, somebody talks them into doing a competition that's like three months down the road, and they're like, well, I can't do pull-ups. Like, what do, what do I do? Like, okay, well, I, well, I want to be able to do pull-ups, and then they're like, okay, I need to set these set these goals, which which is fine, you know, but <laughs> time frame wise, mm-hmm. like it, anybody knows that's tried to get just like you know, I think next to like weight loss, I think probably like pull-ups. It's yeah. probably like the second. Uh, pull your body weight up is like a big one. Yeah, hard, second man. Pull-ups yeah. and push-ups yeah, are difficult. Pull-ups, yeah, pull-ups and push-ups. Like those are just those are just difficult. But like you know, it, it takes a while to be able to get you know pull-ups. You know, get one strict pull-up is like great. But like being able to do multiple, multiple, multiple pull-ups, you know, in in a workout span, like that's just that's just tough to tough to do. So you know, learning or being able to set goals early, whether it be you know set some goals for 90 days, less than 90 days, set some goals for 90 days or over, or, you know, set some goals for like a year or, you know, two years down the line, that, that kind of thing. Like those are just kind of little ways that to kind of set you, you know, on a, on a path so you can kind of see where you're at right now, being realistic and where you want to try to get, you know, down the line. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's a good one because I mean, just to use from my, my experience, I had the kip down right off the bat and, I just said, oh, I'm going to jump up there and do these butterfly pull-ups. And it took me forever because yeah. the motion's backwards. Yeah. So I was used to doing this one thing for so long, and then it took a lot longer for me to learn that technique than I was wanting. So putting a realistic, like, hey, man, the people who are doing it, it took them a long time as well, too. Like yeah. a realistic goal to that yeah. is uh, it, not everything comes. Some things come super easy. Some things don't. So I think y'all that those answers are want their pretty good. right now. All the movements <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right now. now syndrome. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. The next question we got that'll kind of tie into that are: What are your current goals inside and outside of the gym? So I guess Ours, is, is that is that your personal goals? Like I don't know who asked that question, but what are your goals like out, inside outside of the gym? Like us. Yeah. Like personal. Your, what are your personal goals as coaches, uh, athletes, Shoot. hobbies? Start with. I mean, survive. Man, that could be, yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, I would say, like, our, our main, like, our, our over, encom- our encompassing goal for the gym is to continue to build this community um, that is welcoming and warm and, um, and non-intimidating for people to walk in the door, that we just continue to build that. Um, that's, like, I would say that's the main goal for the gym. What about like personal goals fitness wise for you? Do you have any of those? Do you set any of those? Uh, they, yeah, I, I mean, definitely I want to I mean, continue to push myself to see what I can do and like, you know, live the lifestyle I'm trying to promote. Um, I, you know, everybody, I think people know that, you know, here that I, I, I dabble in competitions and that's more just, I think that's a really fun thing. I wouldn't say it's like a legit like goal, like I'm trying to, I'm not trying to like make it to the games. That's a hard thing to do. That's a lot of time commitment. But but um, that's like inside and outside the gym. That's your outside hobby. Right. That I, you're mean, I, to I, I would do. consider that competition aspect more of a hobby than like some type. I'm not trying to achieve anything crazy with that. Um, I think I mean, number one goal outside the gym. I think is just goal wise, and this may sound I mean like generic, but just uh, I got I got two girls at home that I'm trying to to raise right, you know, and become good humans, and so, like, that's, that's over, and, and that's not just by, like, consistent, I'm not just saying, like, that's, like, by consistently just, yeah, whatever, I, I mean, 
by leading by example, showing them the way, and then it's also teaching them the way. Um, I mean, that's that's never ending. Like, and that also I think includes like what they see and hear, like me, how I treat and talk to other people, and like how I my work ethic here. Um, they'll that is like leading over to that example over there. So that I mean, and that's just dependent. <coughs> so that's. Yeah, that's Brian's. And that's Brian's. Yeah, mine's about the same. Like, as far as like this gym is just trying to build, you know, this build this place and make it into you know a safe space for people to come, you know, and work out and bring their kids in here um, to um, that, you know. And then as far as like my, my my fitness goals, my fitness goals have shifted a lot. I mean, I you know from eight years ago when I started doing CrossFit to now, my fitness goals are just completely different. Like now. It's more of just trying to stay the course, like with with my fitness and like avoid injury, almost. But unfortunately, I'm slightly injury prone, um, so just being being smart uh, about my body and how to kind of manage myself. And you know, I don't do anything spectacular. You know, I just I do the class wads, you know, that are writ that are written. Um, I do those every day um for the most part except for wednesdays wednesdays wednesday and sunday i try to keep those like kind of as like my off days um you know i'll do class on monday tuesday and then wednesday i'm off and working out thursday i'll kind of double up i'll do wednesday and thursday's workout back to back um friday do the workout saturday do like an endurance workout um and then sunday just kind of chill but like you know i'm a little different from healy and and, you know and shoppy like you know competition wise like it's just you know Competitions are no longer my, mm-hmm. my, my, my thing. Um, well, that's what makes it perfect, though, in the contrast of styles for people to hear. Like, they don't know CrossFit other than, like, athletics and stuff. So, like, they hear his goal, and he's like, well, I want to do some competing in CrossFit. And then they hear your goal, which is more towards your fitness inside the gym for everything else outside of the gym. Like, you just want to be fit, look yeah. look decent, Yeah, just you know – be in shape, be healthy, and live a long life that way for your, for your overall health. Yeah, you know? just I mean, just Do they call know, it GPP. G- yeah, GPP. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do anything. Like I said, you don't have to do anything spectacular. I mean, I, I do the class wads, and that helps me maintain you know the level of fitness that I'm I'm looking for. You know, I mean, I could stay. I mean, granted, I'm here a lot. I mean, I could stay in here and do extra all day if I wanted to, but you know, a lot of a lot of it comes with knowing yourself, know thyself. You know that timid no stay. You know? <laughs> A Latin phrase, know thyself. Like you, that's one of the things you got to do when you're in I don't, know, I, could, I don't even know, like right now, to tell you if you're wrong or not, because I have no idea if that's what it is. <laughs> that's that's, that's bugging the hands right now. Like, no, no, that's I, what it I, means. Hey, okay, all right. You can Google it. Right now. <laughs> that's what it means. I know that. All right. I guess I've seen um, girls like write it in the sand. <laughs> the so we're basing this knowledge uh, on the Instagram post. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was on some. Uh, <laughs> oh no, um, the Matrix. That's where. That's where I got it from. The Matrix. What scene was that? Um, when he's talking to the Oracle. It does It does make sense that girls would take something from the Matrix and write it in sand on the beaches. I'm and telling you, that's where I got it from. Uh, no hold state. on. Aaron, Aaron, start asking the next question. I have from, know it's now. from the right. Oracle. <laughs> he's the Oracle. Gonna look it up. with him in the Oracle. Um, when he I know what you're talking about. It's a sign over the door. Yeah, but. that's what I'm telling you. It means know thyself. Now, what did you say it was? Timmet no state. T-M-E-T-N-O-S-C-E. Know thyself. The next question kind of ties in with that goal and how, you know, the athletic side of thing. Which Latin? Is, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's got it. He's got it. Hold on. We're gonna, before we do the next question, he's looking it up. He's Damn it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, one for T, zero for It wasn't a contest. I just had to know if he was right or not. Boom, boom. 
All right, ask the next question. Sure. <laughs> All right. CrossFit has a stereotype to be for athletes only. Mm. What would you tell people of different levels? I think that the question almost answers, the question they ask almost answers it when they just look at last word levels. So we, I mean, it may sound generic, but we do consider everybody that walks in here an athlete. Um, yeah. You're talking about people that are at different athletic levels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you're an athlete walking in here. Well, because it's kind of a sport in and of itself. Like, it's not a competition, but you're competing with yourself every day and you're getting yeah. fitter. So. But CrossFit is like a, it's like a collection of, like, skills and things that you're learning to, like, the, like, exactly, which is almost, if, if you look at, like, articles and, like, training styles for CrossFit, um, they promote, <clears throat> excuse me, even, like, for people that are sport-specific athletes to incorporate CrossFit or and like the general and like for like the general physical preparedness that GPP to like for like those elite athletes because they think it, that there are multiple articles written that says why that benefits them. So of course, if it benefits athletes, it will benefit the average CrossFitter that walks in here as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that is that you say the average CrossFitter that's athlete. Maybe there's a different different levels of athletic ability at that point in time or different goals as far as like. If your goal is to be able to play with your grandkids and your kids on a daily basis and not be out of breath, that is an athletic goal. Yeah. If your goal is to be at the top of your sport um, and be and be prepared, like to help you out in the off season and be prepared to attack tryouts when the season starts, and Cross is going to help you with that, you're an athlete. Um, if your goal is to be able to survive a shift as a police officer from start to finish, if you know you go up against the bad guy and you're going to win that fight. You're an athlete, so like I, I think, I mean, different athletic levels is like encompassing as far as um, it, it just it depends on what your goal is. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it it makes total sense, and I think the athletic side can really like um, it can really I don't know if scare people off is the right word, but the way they've promoted it, which is what's made it so popular, um, is. The athletic side, seeing it on ESPN, seeing it all over television, you know, you get to see you're like, whoa, can I look like that? And can I do that if I do CrossFit? And how hard is that? And how it breaks your body down. But that is not the norm for that's everybody. The yeah, that's the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. Like, that's the sport. CrossFit is an intense, as hard as a training methodology, but like testing fitness, like we're able to test fitness through all sorts of things. And, like the, to find the fittest, like CrossFit as a sport, that's the pinnacle of your sport. Like that's your sport. Like well, if you look at the CrossFit hierarchy, like sport is at the top, and like that's for athletes. Some athletes, that's the, the sport is CrossFit for them, and so that's what you're. That's what is like shown on TV. But at the same time, like I find it, uh, it's funny sometimes or interesting how people are intimidated by CrossFit because of that. They see that aspect on TV, but the same person will still go play a pick a basketball game at their local church, but they watch the NBA. Like they're not intimidated. Like they, like they don't see that there's like that difference. Like you are still playing basketball, you know, at the NBA level. But you're still playing basketball and enjoying it. The same thing is for CrossFit. You still use CrossFit and enjoy it, use your fitness, and not be competing at that. that That's high probably level. the best breakdown of it that I've <laughs> heard yet. I like that. And also, I just thought of something here with that question, and that is like we think about athletes as CrossFit game athletes because that's what's out there. But not everybody wants to be a Navy SEAL in the military, True. Um, yeah. Yeah, a football great. player, a basketball player. Not everybody walks in gym here. In fact, the overwhelming overwhelming majority do not want to be any of those things or go through any sort of those mental training. So 
I think that's part of it too. It gets associated with the military because it's kind of where it came up yeah, from, where it kind of, and, and that's where they use it. Yeah. Use it at too, because I mean it's it's effective. And I mean, like kind of like at the heart, at the CrossFit at the heart. You know, when you walk into a regular CrossFit gym, like you see just your normal everyday people. You know, your your doctors, your your lawyers, your police officers, your firefighters, your um, your EMTs, your teachers. Um, you know, people from all walks walks of life. Like on very rare occasion, will you get someone you know that comes into your gym that does like make it to regionals or makes it to to the games? Like one thing that we all we always kind of say, like you know, if if you're make, setting your gym up to have like a games athlete there or a games champion there, like your gym's not gonna not gonna make it. Like it just it's not it's not gonna happen. You. Your every your everyday about, people. Yeah, one percent of the population. Yeah, it's like point oh oh. Yeah, that they actually make it to that, that level. Make it that to that level. Like yeah. that's and it's about to get smaller because they just changed. It has changed. Yeah. yeah. So like you have to you have to set it up and you have to think about it as like you know you're gonna have your everyday normal people that come into this gym. You know here here in College Station, your city workers, your people that work at A and M. You know the people that work your people that work at Flem, the people that work at your hospitals. Those are the people that are gonna be here every day come in every day, you know, and are going to, are going to be here. Like you're granted, you know, we might, you know, it'd be nice to get lucky to have a games champion here, um, you know, or, you know, have a regionals athlete here. It'd be nice to have it, have that here, but you know, we don't expect that, nor do we anticipate that that's going to even like happen. So yeah. we're not, you know, that's not what we set this, this place up for. We set this place up for people to come in, get their fitness on, you know, talk to friends, sure. you know, family here, and then go home. So what would you tell the person at the at the maybe just above the lowest level? Like they just came in, they just started, and they see all this stuff. Like what what would your advice be to one of those members? What's the question? Like what are they asking me? Because in the question, it's like what would you tell people at different levels? So like if they're just above the lowest level, and they're maybe their goals are too high or. I mean, Whatever, maybe like what what kind of advice would you give them? Let's say they come up to you and go, I kinda I'm thinking about doing one of these competitions, but I don't know if I'm good enough yet. I mean that's the good thing about like uh some of these competitions, especially local ones, are like they even there there's different divisions, so there is a scale division. Like we just saw like a huge thing with that at our one of our local competition here where we had a big population of the gym try their first competition. Yeah. So if that's your goal, I, I would be um First of all, take a look at like some. I would first of all, most of these competitions have like past workouts written up on their on their like message boards or like their Instagram or Facebook. Go look at those workouts and the scaled ones too, and see if like it's doable. And there's usually standards in there as well. Um, and if that's your goal, that's a good goal. I mean, I, I and I encourage those goals. Um, it's just um, when I think there is a time and place for them for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you need to if you're you gotta you know what they say you gotta crawl before you can walk, you gotta walk before you can run. Um, that type of thing. Don't come in here after like. Don't don't come. In, I I think that I would put it in perspective if someone at the second to lowest. You're saying like the, I hate to use the word lowest level. Well, I, well, I would say like is, just above a beginner, like yeah. here for a few months, because um, that at that point, depending on where they started when they came in here, yeah, it, it, it could be different. Um, but if they come in here and they're kind of still developing as an athlete, learning the movements and learning the skills, I would encourage them to definitely keep pursuing that. And then, like, to keep that in mind, and like, say, and like, almost kind of like have them as part of the competition, part of the journey. Like, how do you think you would? I almost put it back at them, like, 
do you think you're ready for that, or do you think like it's something like and then they, they would you see like if they start the thought, like, the thought process starts to go through their head and like it crosses their mind about well maybe I got a few more months before I should maybe kind of consider that or like I want to I need to learn this first. I'm like all right, cool, let's work on that in the gym. That should be your next goal, like to hit that movement. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Let's go for, and then then that way they, they're part of it. You're not just telling them. No, you want them to like be a product. What do you believe? You know, do you believe in yourself? Do you? Because I want them to be. be well, I think CrossFit as a whole, it it really took a big leap forward in what you just said, and and the non athletes and the people that necessarily don't want to compete and go in that that aren't up at that elite level or whatever. You know, beginner. That's a way better way of saying it. Yeah. It's kind of insulting saying the lowest. No, you know, no, no. But, I, know, yeah, you know I, mean, I know what I meant. I, know what I, mean. I did not mean yeah. it that way. But uh, as far that. as that goes, CrossFit added the scale division in the open. Yeah. And so it's it's a competition, but it's not a competition. You're kind of looking at everything with yourself. You don't have to make it you against the world. You can do it just you against last year. Yeah. And I you agree. can do it in the scale division as many years as you want. And it's encouraged and cheered on. And so, like, that's something... Well, that's the thing you're competing. Yeah. With, they're competing with their for, their former yeah. self, yeah. like their last year self. Did I beat my last year self? Oh yeah, I crushed my last year. My self. favorite that's thing good. to do is look yeah, at that exactly. board. Heck yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's honestly my. Whenever I register the open, that is my number one goal. Yep. Is to beat last year's like. And, and usually he repeats one of the workouts from the year prior. Or yeah, exactly. Prior too, so you can always kind of see where you're at. Okay. With those. All right, I got a two. I, I got. No, I had a question. Uh-oh. From here we go. That, that, while we were on here, but from through Facebook. Oh, this is live right now. We got a live no, question not. coming through. Yeah, this happened yeah. like well, yeah. not live in here, but like yeah, I want you to read number one. And number one. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see okay. here. It's, it's, it's a two-parter. Really Would two you rather do a 30-minute AMRAP of burpees and only burpees or go on a 300-mile coach's road trip where shop <laughs> has total control of the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shop. Burpees for 30 minutes. <laughs> 30, yeah, 30 minutes. <laughs> hey, not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. So not, even a, not even a thought. Yeah. I, love, I, love shop, I, I love you, shop, but I can't. Shop 300 miles? You realize how long that would take? That that's a whole lot of rage. Because you're, sure you're, you're not sure what you're going to get. You're not sure what you're going to get. Shot might be in his like raging music, yeah. in, in his raging mood, or he's all of a sudden you're like, hey, guys, I heard this new Taylor Swift cover. And you're like, oh, okay. But then at the same time, <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, let's listen to some boy bands. Yeah, he's in the like, bucket. Yeah. You know, let's listen to, yeah, like, Shoppy's weird. Shoppy, like, I... I'm, I'm very eclectic with music, but Shoppy is like, Shoppy's kind of weird with his music. He's all like, over the page. Yeah. Like, I know if I put Tupac on, Shoppy won't say, like, a thing, but I know if I put, like, the Migos on, Shoppy will get mad because he, he feels like it's mumble rap. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Everybody's heard his, his view on mumble yeah, rap. Yeah, his view on mumble rap. Yeah. Like, so, it's like, I got this good cover. It's, Taylor, it's Taylor Swift cover. <laughs> oh, everybody loves Taylor Swift. Wait a minute. I guess, I'm like, <laughs> Blank space and like, like yeah. oh my god! Oh, no. That was TJ, uh, Cap TJ, Captain TJ that showed him, started showing him those covers of Taylor Swift. That's how it was. Yeah, was, yeah. but you're right. Then he puts on like Pop Charts and Rainbows off the radio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 He goes like back and forth. Right? It just He's, depends on how late you kept him up driving. It's yeah. always kind of music. Well, that's the problem. We give him two hour road trip. Like shop, I'm not. Am I allowed to bring headphones? <laughs> no, she, they didn't specify headphones. So like, it sounds like we have to listen to this music. All right, you want two on there too? Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go with the second one. All right, number two. Would you, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? A hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Yeah, I can already tell you what I'd do. Oh, a hundred. Hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah, ducks are mean. Yeah, I don't yeah. want a bigger one of those things. You get yeah. one the size of a horse, you're in yeah, trouble. Yeah. Horses are mean too, though. Not like a duck. Miniaturized. Yeah, it's true. Like, you think about this. 
A goose is basically a magnified duck, and they're mean. Yeah, gooses are mean. Yeah, they are. They are. They're aggressive. I just don't like. They're aggressive. Yeah, they're just sweet gripping the whole group. Sweet gripping the whole group. So is there? You see the horse fall down too, because they have problems getting up. So like, once you took that one, oh shit. Once you once you that first, once you get that horse force down, first horse down. Uh, next all right. question. All right, next good question. One, good kind, one. Of, kind of two. Yeah, those were good questions. Those are fun. I got a couple other fun ones right now to put in there. It's like describe each coach in one word. Each coach. Each, each coach, coach in one word. In one word. Uh, but so let's go Manny first. Oh man, um, I can I can already funnier. see. Funnier. I'll be serious about that one. Okay. All right. Right. I, I love that. I love I, I love all my coaches because they wouldn't work here. I want to preface this before I say any of these words. So Manny, I would I'd say humble. Be my, my my word to describe him my one word. Yeah, uh, I mean I, I I won't. I wish I didn't have to pick one word. If I, I didn't know, have to right? pick one word, I would say hard worker. Um, but th- but that's hyphenated, isn't it? So I hard. Think, yeah. Right. <laughs> you, your work can be hard and mine can be worker. Yeah. We can count that. We can count that. We'll count that. Yeah, hard yeah. worker. Yeah. Love, that. Love yeah. that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Love that kid. yeah. All right. What about Ortiz? What do you got for him? It's really silent, Ortiz, right here. They're thinking. Like, this is they're a, thinking and it's like one it, word stuff. There's a lot of words one that word go stuff. through my mind right now. And I'm a trying lot to of words go through Ortiz. I mean, what about knowledgeable? That's that's for sure. But like, I, I guess more impressive, what impresses me most about Ortiz is that he's like he's knowledgeable, but he's also like he, he has a cons, a con, constant de- desire to learn more. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I always see that from him. So like, I would say like. Whatever one word, whatever one word defines that level. Book. I'd say level, level with Ortiz. Like you know, you really see Ortiz like high, like as far as like his mood goes. And yeah, you know, for sure. Like, yeah, super like, calm. Yeah, super he's calm. just super calm. Like, He'll keep everybody people. mellow. Yeah, he's He'll just keep real everybody chill, real mellow. Yeah, but like you know, he knows his stuff though. Yeah, yeah, yeah he definitely knows yeah. his stuff yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so then we move on, I guess, to who? Cali. Cali. Consistent. Like that's probably the most, one of the most consistent, disciplined person people have ever met. Yeah, I was gonna say discipline. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah. She, yeah. She's, yeah, she's as disciplined as it as it gets. I don't yeah. think anybody beats that. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> that's with everything. That, that's even that's on vacation. Don't matter. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not just with the nutrition. That's with everything. She yeah. Does. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it don't. I matter. remember going like me and um, Sarah Sparks and, and she was here. Callie. Shout out to Sarah Sparks. Yeah. Listen to this one. Callie was like, "Yeah, look, we're gonna go to Wings and More. I want to get a cheat meal." So I'm like, okay, cool, you know. So me and Sarah, go, we Sarah and Callie, we meet there, and you know, Sarah orders her stuff, and she orders like chicken tenders and fries, and I order like the same thing, and Callie is like, is about to order, and she goes, yeah, let me get a grilled chicken sandwich, no bun, not a sandwich anymore. Yeah, with all the veggies on the side, and we both look at her like, that's your cheat meal, though. I thought you said this was a cheat meal. She's like, "Oh, this is a cheat meal." I'm yeah. Like, what? I got sweet potato fries. Yeah, yeah she probably like. I don't know what. I don't know what oils they use. That's yeah. a cheat meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cheat meal because they put that in some a, a little different oil than I know. Nowhere near what mine is. Is Bobby Pin one word? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Pin. Fly out whenever she's it? out. Those everywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I like how many coaches are left? There's Kim, Kim, and there's who else? Shop me. Are y'all gonna do the owners as coaches uh, too? I don't know about that. Right. So we're, let's let's do just I guess Kim is left as far as just outside coaches. Is that right? Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. So Kim, energy. So energetic probably would be the best one. Energetic. Yeah. Enthusiastic. Yeah. I mean, any, any really anything in that in that realm, like. But she's also like a huge dork. 
<laughs> so Terrence is saying dork and yeah. Healy's saying energy. Yeah, right. I mean, she is, though. Yeah. But I would say uh, she also at the same time falls in that same category as John where like ever since she decided to coach she's consistently tried to get better every yeah. single day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no yeah, doubt there. No doubt. I get to see the other side of that yeah, at home watching all the videos and everything yeah. else she watches and everything she's trying. So, um, all right. So we asked that one to go into the next one. Because this is an important one and a serious question. Kiss one, kill oh, one, marry oh, one. Yeah. That's so what is it? Kiss one, kill one, marry one? All right, go yep. ahead. Okay, okay. Listen, oh, names. illicit names. Mila Kunis, Jessica Alba, and Megan Fox. I thought y'all were talking about coaches. Oh, I'd be killing every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better question if we put it towards <laughs> coaches, right? Yeah. Everybody said all those nice things about them. I'd kill every one of them. I want to see y'all have to answer that one. Um... Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis, yep. Jessica Alba, and Megan Fox. And Megan Fox. Kiss, kill, marry. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I, I, I probably. Okay, I'm assuming I'd this. I'm gonna go on in this fake world. Well, this would happen. Yeah, this is fake. I am yeah. no longer married with no children. Okay, hon, if you're yeah. listening to this. this yeah, is, yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're good. We're good over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, 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 I don't go, care. Go kill first. Kill first. Jessica Alba, Megan Fox. Okay, he's killing Megan Fox, Jessica Alba for Brian. I'm not worried about this. Um, too much all right, yeah, so then which one are we going? Are we going to kiss the next one? Kiss? Yep. Who's Megan. the... F- Megan Fox. Jessica Alba. All right, that's reversed. All right, and Mary one. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. She'd be funny as hell. Y'all have the same thing, but then the other Mila two are reversed. Yeah. Yeah. The other two are reversed. Yeah. yeah. I go that, yeah. I just like, yeah. I, I think she's, yeah, she's yeah. funny. I think she's, she comes across as somebody that you can actually, like, carry on a conversation with as other... I would say, uh, I'm not going to say which one of those other two I think would probably be pretty, uh... Yeah, no, Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, getting back to, I guess, some of the actual serious questions here. Or, um, we're going to go with, what's the common, what's the most common mistake you think people make during workouts? During the actual wads or Mm -hmm. during class? Underestimate how heavy the weight is. Coming out of the gate too high. Coming out of the gate too That's a good one. <laughs> I, I can't breathe. <laughs> I make it a point to tell people, yeah. like, when when the workout is like 12 minutes or above, like, you can go 100 miles an hour for the first two minutes, but, like, what are you going to do for that next two minutes, or the next 10 minutes or 15 minutes that you have left in, in, in that AMRAP? Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The wheels are going to come off of the buggy. It's like Oregon Trail. Like, everybody's going to catch some sort of disease. They're all going to drink the water. That's basically how you think about it. Everything is going to crumble. It's like orbit Like You can go 100 miles an hour for that first two minutes, but those next two minutes... It's straight up Oregon Trail. Like, I'm sorry. You might make it out of there, <laughs> but chances are everybody is going to die. Right? Little Johnny's well, got tuberculosis. Yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's really probably no worse feeling than doing that and talking as a guy who does that to this day still. You, you ramp it up. You redline it because you think, oh, that workout's eight minutes. And then you look up and you've got – Six minutes left, yep. and you are like, "Whoa, I gotta live in this for another six minutes." <laughs> yeah, and that's, <laughs> I would say that's like uh, that, that's even I, when I said mine was like 
underestimating the weight. But here's the problem with the weight thing. Like, eventually, you can't lift that you weight. You can't lift know? it. So, like, you're like, uh, okay, I'm, I guess I'm... You can always do a burpee. I'm going to go ahead and rest for a little bit. You can always do a burpee. So, even, what was it, Tuesday? The workout on Tuesday? That was kind of like... Yeah, uh, the, that was kind of like DT. Yeah, that's the one I was going to use as an example. Yeah, you go about three, six, yeah. nine. So, like, I made it a point, you know, like, telling the classes, like, okay, hey, like, three, six, and nine are going to go by real fast. So, like, you people, like, they get in the workout, they get going, they get going. And then, and you say, yeah, you say, all right, round of nine's over, it's yeah. a minute and a half. You still got five minutes left, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're oh, my God. What? My forearms are coming minutes? out of yeah, my skin right, right now. So that would be like my thing with underestimating the weight, though. Like, I, that, that's a great example, I think, of the workout. People, because we had them build to uh, a heavy. We had them build to Remember, like, the, the start off with, though, they built to a heavy one on the push jerk. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so, like, that's what it. <laughs> we got people throwing stuff at the window. Yeah. <laughs> Try to tell Shopping, you can take one of the bangs. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> People are throwing stuff at the window, um, Brian. But like that would be a good example. Like I try to always say when we do that, when they build do a heavy and the same movements in the workout. Like, hey, yeah, you just did a heavy at one fifty five, one sixty, and now the workout has one. Like, and now we're telling you like the weight you should be able to cycle at twenty one unbroken reps. Okay, so now it's a, it's about twenty thirty pounds less. Maybe we need to go a little bit lighter than 20, 30 pounds in the RX thing because we're trying to cycle that multiple times. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I tell people like, hey, like, you know, I, I call it making a business decision. Like, you can put the weight on there, but at some point in time, if you need to make a business decision, it's probably the best, better idea to take the weight off, you know, if you can't, if you can't lift it or you realize you can't lift it. Just make the business decision, take the weight off. Because, I mean, I think we've all been there before where, like, we put a certain weight on. And you're like, okay, I got this, I got this, and then you get like maybe a minute or two. This is round yeah, twelve, and nope, I don't got it. You're like, no, I, I don't got it. Like, okay, I, I probably should have made a business decision earlier to take the weight off, you know, but I didn't. So, you know, lesson lesson learned. Yeah, that's yeah. true, and that, and then you know, and that's the thing. As long as you learn something about yourself during the workout, then that's okay. Yeah. We can say it's never a failure. It's just a mistake in managing the workout. Really, yeah. right? It's yeah. a it's a mistake in overestimating, or underestimating maybe your abilities yeah. or underestimating your abilities. Or yeah, like we have that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve oh, when coaching? Yeah. Biggest pet peeve, and this could probably be its own podcast in yeah, and of itself. Be, you could go through right. a whole list of stuff. I'm gonna preface this question by I'm gonna preface this one by saying I love. Yeah, every we love y'all. I love every member in this gym, and I'm not gonna name names. You can just say the pet peeve. Good, because some of you all know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, that, that's hard to pick one. It's no, I, you don't I, have to pick one. What are your no, biggest my, pet peeves? Like I'm, some of your high, like highest ranked ones. First one is my first one is I would say the silent conversation. Like you think, like the coach is up there explaining the workout. And then you're like having that silent conversation. And then all of a sudden, one of you says something a little bit loud, and then like the coach is like, what, "What's that?" Because you think they're asking a question, and so now everybody's looking at you, and you stopped your train of thought. Everybody's looking at that person, and they're all looking like, "Just question." No, I don't have nothing to do with this. Oh, so you weren't paying attention to what? And like, okay, well, let me get back to my train of thought now. And like that, that's that's probably like one of my biggest ones. Is like if you, I don't mind like people talking, but like they don't like all of a sudden get excited during your conversation that you're having. So that way, I'm like, "What's that?" Because then, because like, they start laughing and everything else. I mean, it does. Now, don't get me wrong. It is funny to break up a monotony of class sometimes with that kind of a thing. But it is when I'm like kind of. The only time that begins becomes a pet peeve for me is like when it breaks my train of thought. Like, wait, where was I at? Yeah. Like, All right, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> so, so you have y'all, y'all watched the pale show, right? Y'all seen the the black white supremacists? Yes. Yeah. How long you got, sir? <laughs> <laughs> so first off, okay, pet peeves. Right. Let me, let me, let me preface this by saying I love y'all. Okay. 
But some of y'all are dirty, right? <laughs> you don't clean up after yourselves, okay? That is a major, major pet peeve of mine. But for instance, you got you got BCA powder, you got protein. You pour your protein <laughs> on the counter, you don't wipe it off. <laughs> you got BCAs, you're gonna pour them into your water. You pour that on the water cooler, you don't wipe it off, right? You get the, bo- uh, the, the boards, the dry erase boards. You write your workout on the dry erase boards. You don't erase with some dry erase boards, right? That's three. Next one, leaving did the lights you, on in the bathroom. Did you ask this question so you can name off all this stuff? No, I didn't put that up. No, leaving the lights on in the bathroom. That's another one, right? Another one where they get someone nervous about the bathroom, right? Not knowing how to change out the toilet paper in the bathroom. It's real simple. Lift the handle up. Grab another th- thick roll of toilet paper, put it on, put it back down. In the other bathroom, pull the, pull the thing off, put another roll of toilet paper back on, put it on. It's real simple, okay? It's not really hard, okay? Next one, chalk. There's a question about the chalk in here in just a second. Yeah, too we, also we, can time, to, okay? we can time both together if you want. I'm not going to delve into that one just yet. I'll wait for the chalk question, all right, for the chalk policies. But the chalk, that is also another one, too. Okay? Next, next one, all right? While we're trying to explain the workout, you're talking while we're trying to explain the workout. That is also a pet peeve, okay? Grabbing the markers. Drawing stuff on the boards when you're not supposed to, that is also another pet peeve. <laughs> you're not uh, supposed to. Yeah, we're what not they supposed do? to. You, we've all been there before. We see people grabbing markers and just writing on the board or racing stuff. Oh, yeah, like the when board. they're tracking yeah. their rounds. Like, racing stuff they put yeah, up on the board. Yeah, racing stuff on the board. Yeah, oh, that, 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 that is also a pet peeve. A pet <laughs> peeve racing stuff on okay? the board. Yeah. Throw, yeah. Did I say not cleaning up after yourself? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. said. Okay, I'm definitely, like, just so everybody knows, the host of this show is definitely one of the biggest pet peeves to coaches in class because I will wander off in my own mind and, and imagination, not even talking to somebody. They get done talking about all the instruction, the work, and I'll go, what are we doing? See, that's my, I guess one of my big pet peeves. It's like, I probably overdo it with like, when I ask like the people like, and I know like it's like, the explanation. Yeah, like, I know it's an inside, like, I know it's an inside joke when I say, does that make sense? Because I say that a lot. Um, and that's, and people like joke about that here. But, like, there's multiple times during my explanation that I, like, leave it open for questions, especially during a workout with some moving parts. And I even preface those explanations, like, all right, pay attention. There's a lot of moving parts with this yeah. one. And, like, you, you get over one of the moving parts, everybody understand that. Any questions? And, like, some of them are looking at you blankly, or some of them aren't looking at you all, you're like, okay, yeah. so here's the next one. Then all of a sudden, like, you get through the whole thing. Because sometimes it's, like, you got to explain, like, the buy-in or whatever it may be. And the next thing you know, they're at the end, like, wait. How many shuttle runs are we doing again? Like yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That is me. Every time, and I I know it. It's when down I do and it. back one. Right. I just explained that. I, that was the fir- yes. literally the first sentence out of my mouth. I didn't hear it. I was I was playing out my own little scenario in my head right now. Yeah, this is there's a laundry list of things that are that are pet peeves in in, in this gym. I, I, I love y'all. I love everybody, but. Y'all, y'all get on my nerves. Well, I'll tell you one thing: like these pet peeves do make it fun. Yeah, it does. Because, like, yeah, because it does. it's a, cause consistently it's an inside joker. Like we, like I would say, like uh, there was somebody that who is still like consistently late, like to class, and a couple of people. And uh, but like I kind of make fun of it. Like yeah, like point. I could, you know yell like you, fake yelling. You gonna lead into the chalk question now? Yeah, we can. You want to yeah, go? Let's, let's go, just go straight into the chalk policy. Oh, chalk policy. Chalk policy. Uh, here okay. we go. Please address the I, chalk policy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna address this one because I know exactly who these, this question comes from. Okay, this question comes from Caitlin Holden. <laughs> what? Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Caitlin and Megan. Yeah. Okay, it comes from those two. Okay, here's here's the chalk policy. Okay, the bucket. There's a bucket. Okay, <laughs> there's a bucket. All right, there's chalk in the bucket. If you're gonna get chalk, you stick your hand into the bucket. Put chalk on your hands in the bucket. What you don't do is, is you don't pick the chalk up. 
chomp your hands outside of the bucket because what happens is, is that your hands are no longer over the bucket, so the chomp goes all on the outside of the bucket, all right? Now, that being said, the next one is, is that I see this from time to time. People will reach in the chomp bucket, grab their own piece of chalk, and walk to the other side of the room. What happens there is, every once in a while, you grab your chalk, you're good, but what happens is, is that sometimes we're lifting. Sometimes you drop a weight on the chalk, and then chalk goes everywhere, ooh, yeah, and, you're waste, yeah. and you're wasting chalk, and then we got to clean it up. So that is my my that is my feel on the chalk policies. Yeah. And then another thing is is also you don't have to chalk the bar. You don't have to put chalk on your dumbbell, right? That's not necessary. I mean, if you put chalk on your hands, then the chalk from your hands will transfer it to the bar. So you should be good from that. So it's not dumb. You're really just making it harder to lift that thing because you're making the thing yeah. thicker. Yeah, you don't need yeah. chalk. For, like I mean, no, I mean, the, the chalk, chalk, chalk is good for, for grip. I mean, it's good for yeah. grip with like. It does, it does serve a purpose as far as like it does serve a and, and, and sweat. It dries like, your hands out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you're not, if you're sweating all over the dang place. Oils just, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I've seen some people like, they're just, we'll just put this, they're not, like, they're not literally dying during the workout, but we'll just say they're, they're on the struggle bus. Like, what can I do to make this stuff? I'm going to go over the chalk bus. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people put chalk on their shoes to do box jumps and plate hops. Right. I one time try. I'll be honest with you. I one time tried that with like the rope climbs because my feet were slipping on the rope. So I was like doing that. And so. right. <laughs> the only time that's ever worked that I've ever done that is I did a workout on uh, in a competition on a uh, in a hockey rink, and they had plates over the top of the ice, and the humidity was coming up from underneath. And making the ground yeah, yeah, yeah. slippery. Well, we have that sometimes. So we would just like chalk it kind of slick. But we'll try to move things to the to the, the, the other. The, now with yeah, all we didn't with have all the markers and with all the markers and spare whiteboards we have, the chalk is no longer writing utensils. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a big one too. Yeah, that you see, yeah, like you would come in and like and you would go walk toward the board and you would see like chalk marks all over the floor. Like, or it'd be like in like when like they, they put it like in the ring. Like they yeah, start marking on the rig with it, and like, yeah, like and, and like you wouldn't notice it for because you didn't think to look there, so it would dry up, and it'd be like all this dry chalk, so it's harder to clean up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People get a little out of hand with the chalk. I love y'all, but sometimes y'all do too much with the chalk. And like I understand, like the chalk's gonna get in the masks like that, and I'm guilty of this, so I don't like people like my buggies because like when I do my burpees like over a bar or something like that. I consistently change my hand placement all the time, so like I got like twenty handprints around. Well, I, like even with my grips on, like when I'm if it's like pull ups and burpees, like I will take I will literally like turn my my pull up grips around so the top of it is on the back part of my hand, so I don't get chalk everywhere on the floor. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next question. <laughs> I do. I, do. I believe you. Um, did we do what personal strengths and weaknesses were yet? Yeah, we for did. coaches? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. We did. Okay, we did well, that for, uh, for us? Yeah. For, no, for y'all. Yeah, yeah we did that, that. That was personal goals. Yeah, that was personal goals, I think. And we did the one we didn't do... Oh, we didn't do strength and weaknesses? Yeah. Oh, let's do that one then. So what do y'all think, between y'all three or between y'all two, since y'all are the ones talking, we don't want to speak for shop. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to so, speak for um, yeah. So in this scenario, he's going to be perfect. Yeah. But y'all two, right now, what are some of y'all's uh, personal strengths and weaknesses? This is always the worst question. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question, but it's like so tough. How do you self-analyze yourself? Right, so tough. To you know, and be what you think sometimes maybe your strength, maybe yeah. Isn't. And sometimes you think your weakness is not your weakness. Well, I know my my weakness is is like if if something needs to be done by me, like well, yeah. If I don't do it, like, <laughs> if I don't do it immediately, like it's probably not going to get done. Procrastinate. Yeah, on. like in, like it's kind of like texting. Like I um, either like text back immediately. Or I text back like 
three days later. True. Like with the yeah. reply. Like yeah, I'm I, right with I'm, you there. Yeah. It's I'm funny because like he'll like text you something like uh, about something and so you respond to it. And then he won't text back for like an hour and a half later. Like, dude, I just responded I wish to Apple, text. like, had, like, a, like, I'm pretty sure they do, like, have, like, a reminder on there that, like, hey, like, you need to reply back back to this text. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's if a good they idea. had that, I would, I would definitely. Well, definitely we could even it. make, turn this into, like, a really good argument here and just reverse and one or the other one has to assess their their strengths and weaknesses. Be a whole podcast. You got to do. Here's the problem: as soon as like one of us would get one or the other, like that's it. I'm gonna one up it. Yeah, it'll, that's a conversation. I'll uh, just keep uh, going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, don't make me do that. I'm gonna say he siphons gas in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's not do that. Uh, no, 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 air out of your tires. Yeah. All right. Uh, Any weaknesses on your end, Brian? Man, there's always stuff. I mean, I would say that sometimes I'm probably a little more blunt. And I, grumpy in the morning. See, maybe that, that, but like, I, I make I make fun of that though. I, I acknowledge that like I'm not a morning person, but yeah. to the to the extent I tell you one thing that does help me become like wake up is teaching the morning class. Like that class is actually helps me become in a better yeah. mood. Uh, yeah. And it's the same thing like for like the competitors group on seven thirty a.m. I'm not like super like you know Billy bopping all over the place, but like I am like it does help me like wake up and it puts me in a better mood as opposed to like if I was just like doing some menial task. I would say, but I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit more, uh, I guess, probably blunt sometimes with uh, my answers and responses. I think it, that just comes from my thinking when I was being raised. You're just not as sensitive as Terrence. I'm so, no, this is, here's what I think. I'm sensitive <laughs> to certain things. Like, if there's, a, there's, there's like tragedies and things hard people are actually going through straight yeah, in yeah, their life. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're telling me you're having a bad day because, like, your coffee's built on you. That's or, part of or, or you, like, what you see. Like, exactly. Or, like, I mean, and you're telling me, like, this is the worst thing ever. I can't. Like, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy when, like, you tell me the worst thing ever is that, like, you dropped your phone and it and the screen's cracked now. That's or, not a first world problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, and that's kind of comes from, I think, the way I was raised. Like, it's just. Yeah, like, and the things you saw. Like, being but a I officer. have been told multiple times by, like, my, my lovely wife and, and even Terrence here that, like, sometimes those are. Those are important problems to people that day at that time period, and so <laughs> I gotta like, and I gotta like to catch myself sometimes. Um, yeah, they really are. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's tough sometimes. Because sometimes, like being here, you like you just got to listening to someone like telling you like how like some bad things are going on in their life, and then you got somebody coming in here and you're they're talking like, oh yeah, well I can uh, this is I got this going on. I'm like that's not a problem. No. no. Yeah. All right, moving on from that one. Is it okay for a nine year old to lift? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll say that like that is, I guess probably that m- the myth behind maybe someone that I don't know who I forget who asked that question, but like not the people that think it's not okay is there's a, there's like there's like that misconception about like uh, people think that any type of load or external load you put on a kid, and I would say probably that by saying like nine year olds is you're starting to stretch that limit. Anything I would say like between like three and eight, like, you're still, like, you're really teaching them to move. And first of all, someone, you shouldn't put a load on a kid until they can demonstrate that they can do it without load. Like, if they can move well, you shouldn't start loading them up automatically. So the, the, the simple answer to that is, like, yes, a, a, a nine-year-old can lift weights. But only after they've demonstrated that they can move properly without the weight <coughs> and they're under proper supervision, like, from a, a good coach. And so <coughs> on top of that question for both of y'all here mm-hmm. is – how much loading do you put on a nine-year-old? Yeah, that's somebody that loves because you can lift weights and be doing it in like a Metcon and be you know that because you're still learning to move there. That is the thing. The loading, yeah, that's the thing. Like with CrossFit and kids, like it's the same thing almost. Like like, I'm not going to load up an adult 
with a ton of weight if they can't move properly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not gonna do the same. I'm not gonna do the same thing with a kid. Now, there's that misconception that like trauma, like like uh, I would say like lifting weights for kids will be rid of this. And I haven't done any like I've never personally done the research. I've read the research about like growth plates and stuff like that. Yeah. But they, that has actually been. There's a lot of studies out there that prove that there hasn't that, that lifting weights for kids properly does not do anything to their growth. Yeah, that's the big word. Yeah, yeah like, properly. Like, lift properly. properly. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They can lift, but it's they, more important to lift properly. Yeah, but damage from damage to growth plates to kids is caused by injury. Yeah. And there's actually a study out there that shows that like, and I, and I love, I played football as a kid, so I know this, but like, there's more injuries from like growth plate injuries from football and like baseball and stuff like that than there is from lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> so, um, so how much load? Is dependent like for a nine-year-old, and that's the other thing. Like some nine-year-olds act like and are as mature as like a, and move like like a fourteen or a fifteen-year-old, but then some nine-year-olds move and act like a six-year-old. And yeah, that's no, that's no knock on them. It's just some kids like mature and develop at different rates. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying like that they're, they're all like they're just that's just the way it is. So you have, you have to like look at the individual kid. Um, and what they're ready and prepared for, and so as long as they're under the watchful eye, I'm, I no, I don't put a, I don't put a, the, the answer, the short answer to that question is no, I don't put a lot of heavy load on a guy. Yeah, you wouldn't. No, I don't think anybody would want to just I, load but, up. But, but like, let's see what your max cleaning jerk no, is. No, yeah, because they're still developing like that, that coordination, yeah, that balance, like that, All and that's a major part of like lifting is like coordination and balance. Even like as a nine year old, like it's still important. Like when you get to like, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, like the balance and the coordination like that, that's a big part of it. So like as a, a six or nine year old, like, I mean, granted, I know I had some sort of coordination, but. I know like when I, I was like, when I was like sixth grade, like my feet were still too big for my yeah, body. Yeah, like you just, yeah, you're, so just, I was, you're, you're not coordinated. You're just awkward. Like yeah, I, I know I was awkward to, and gangly. Like I was just long. Learning, know, to, move, so, learning to move in space. Yeah, yeah. like learning I mean, to move your body, like within space is hard. It's so hard like being able to, and that's the thing, like maybe one of them, they squat good. But then, like, when you tell them, like, to do, like, like a jump or maybe, like, a box jump or, like, a, a kettlebell swing, like, all of a sudden, like, the coordination is off. Yeah. yeah. So now it's more, it's more, it's more dynamic and more, and things like that. So you're like, okay. So if all of a sudden, if I assume just because they can back squat with a little bit of external load, I go, okay, that means they're good to kettlebell swing with load. And, and then all of a sudden, it goes to crap. Like, that's on you. Is it like you need to pay attention to that kind of thing? Yeah. Like, adult, like if you, like, yeah. you see, like. So it's, gra- I say it's gradual loading. Within their ability, yeah, there you go. yeah without, without, um, no, but like as far as like my putting, <clears throat> because they're still like Terrence said, they're still learning to coordinate like, all these different skills and physical skill sets that try. And, and here's the thing: is like a kid could walk in here one day, nine year old, be coordinated, and then all of a sudden, yeah, they hit like a growth spurt over summer, and they come in and their arms yeah, are longer, right. and now they're learning how like the, the, they're grown and it's a little bit more lanky, and they, it's all changed now. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. True. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I guess that's going to tie into this question, which is CrossFit Kids. Um, what are the future plans for CrossFit Kids at Sawed Off? We actually got big, we got big plans for CrossFit Kids. We're going to start in, uh, incorporating um, that into <clears> – <throat> before we tested it out this summer, <clears throat> it was kind of during a time frame when, like uh, – Moms could bring their kids, but also at the same time, kids were off during the summer, during the middle of the day, and they were, we had a few more coming. But we constantly—I think that's the number one question we get asked: like, well, yeah. when are we going to bring CrossFit kids to the gym? Like, I, I couldn't like on a, I, I get that question at least once, once a month huh. uh, from different people um, because I know it's a desire because people are looking to get their kids. I mean, 
healthier and, and get into fitness and kids enjoy it and CrossFit Kids is fun. So the answer to that is like we're going to start incorporating that probably at our, when we go to the news place, especially like into more um, convenient times for parents to work out at the same time as their kid is also doing CrossFit Kids. So the plan is to expand it to about three different age groups, um, including the CrossFit teen stuff. Um, so that way, like the, they can become like we really want to be uh, a hub and a beacon for like fitness in, in the younger age group. To, uh, yeah, to, more in tune with like like get the youth more involved in fitness. And yeah, I think if we do, get them healthier, I think uh, a, a, a thing that uh, we're taking a particular stance on as far as like uh, recognizing is like if we can develop good good habits early, we won't have to deal with bad habits later. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, no. No, and also like just improving the overall fitness and health of kids. There's not really a whole lot of outlets. Being a parent myself, you know, and then well, there's an age you... group. You know, there's an age group where it becomes really hard to find something for them that's an activity with their peers that they can enjoy doing and also get fit. What how convenient is it would it be for parents that at the same time? <clears throat> I, I know this, and I, and I don't mind. But I, I love watching my girls like like doing gymnastics and things like that. But at the yeah. same time, I'm just sitting up there doing like I'm watching. Right. And and I know there's like, sometimes, and every parent thinks this like you're watching me do something cool, but then like I'm not gonna watch it like 20 times in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes Correct. I gotta move around like a little bit, and sometimes it doesn't like it's it's different. So how cool is it like if your kid's working out at the same time you can be getting your workout on, and so now you're actually. <clears throat> Instead of like losing an hour, if you want to look at it that way, you're actually gaining an hour because you're they're getting fit, you're getting fit, you guys both accomplish stuff. Now you got more time for now you got family time. You also yeah. bond over it too. Yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, you just talk you about know, your workout. That class was tough. Oh yeah, that was you know. Like, I, you I, exactly. I, I, my, my kids doing gymnastics like is really cool to me because I know I can't do it, but like <laughs> I, I mean, but they could. I mean, that's what we can't like we can talk about that, but like how cool is it to talk about like hey yeah I just they're doing like a version of an overhead squat with maybe a PVC pipe and yeah. mom and dad doing the same thing like. It's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's the future. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one is how do you see CrossFit changing and expanding into the future? Ooh. Uh, I think I, I mean I, how how many years have you been doing CrossFit, Aaron? Uh, right. four or five. Four almost five. almost five. You've been almost five. Coaching it for almost like three and a half and doing it for about five. Yeah, so, so I think like like y'all y'all have a good perspective on it too. But I think I kind of have a little bit more of a, like a unique per, perspective on it just because I've been in it for like eight years. See the change, a lot yeah, more. Like, yeah. So like I I guess the best way I can like put it is and tell it is like from like when I went to get my the first time when I went to go get my L one, like I can remember going going into um, the gym. I, it was one in Dallas. I forgot what exactly which one it was, but I can remember going into that gym. And one, like, I can remember seeing what people were wearing. Like, at that time, like, Reebok hadn't really, like, stepped foot into the CrossFit world. So, like, Innovates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah Innovates were, like, the, the big <laughs> that's thing. That's what Froning wore. Yeah, what Froning yeah. wore. Is that the toe shoes? No, no, that's no, no, the Vibram. Like, they were Vibrams. Oh, Vibrams. Oh, Vibrams, yeah. Like, but they were, like, kind of based off of that, but they were still shoes. Okay. So, like, you know, Innovates were real, real big at that time. And, like, and, like so you pay $1,000 for, for your L1. And, like, they give you this, like, old, like, Hanes t-shirt that, like, has CrossFit on it. That's, that's, like, all you get. And, like, now, like, you get a, like, you get a Reebok shirt. You know, like, some people get, like, Reebok shirts. But, like, Ben and Ben always joke about that. Like, we still have our $1,000 t-shirt, uh, Hanes t-shirt. Uh, but, like, I can remember 
like being in there. And this is when like Matt Chan, Cherie Chan, um, they're still doing yeah, super nice still, people yeah, by the way. Nice if you ever they, they were teaching yeah. the class. Um, Pat um, Sherwood. Pat Sherwood um, would talk was like the main coach for the for, yeah, yeah for the for for the entire thing. And then Matt and Cherie were there. Um, Lindsay um, Valenzuela. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. she was there at the time. Um, and then I'm trying to remember. I can't remember who else was there, but like there was some like there was like some big names there that like back in the day, like were like were huge. They still are. Yeah. Like, well, they, they <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, they're there. I mean, you're talking about like CrossFit OGs. Yeah, like the know? CrossFit OGs, and like and that's where like I like I learned my my CrossFit from like the CrossFit OGs. So like from you know Matt, Matt Chan, you know like the mobility side of it, you know learning learning all of that, you know so. Like I can remember, like, and they don't do it anymore. But like, they did Fran, like, because like you get there, you like you learn, you learn, you learn, and then you do a workout. And like they did Fran, and I can remember like my like it being an eye opener at the time, because like I, I remember some dude like came off of the bar, like doing doing Fran, and this is before like butterfly pull ups. If like, I came into the crate, some dude was doing Cuban pull ups and like flew off of the bar and like landed on his back. Like I think he laid there for like maybe ten or fifteen seconds got up and then like kept going mm-hmm. like they didn't even stop him like it was just like pure just like madness but like from where it was like eight years ago like when i started doing it to where it is now it's already been freaking major like it was because it was big around the time or like getting like quote unquote big like around the same time that like zumba was out <laughs> and that yeah like, and people were like saying like oh zumba's gonna be around a lot longer than crossfit was crossfit's stupid like y'all are crazy you're gonna kill yourself like and like, well, Zumba's gonna, Zumba's gonna be better than, than CrossFit, and obviously, you know, we kind of see where where it's gone now. Like, I mean, no, no knock on Zumba, you know, if you know if that's what you like to do, then you know, to be in shape, like by by all means. But you know, just kind of comparing it to where it was like when I when I was there. But it's already made like massive, 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 massive like changes, you know. And even I remember going to uh, the games when they first had it um, in California. Um, watching that, you know, going with a buddy of mine, uh, T-Fed, you know, Tanner and Cody, shout out to y'all, um, going, with, going with them. Um, like, it was, like, it was huge. And, like, th- at that time, people still didn't think it was going to be big. But, like, you look at where it is now, you know, the games are, are like, massive. Like, how many people, like, registered for the Open last year? Like, 600,000 like 600, people, yeah. something, something like that. So, I mean, it's already made, like, huge changes. And, like, we see now, that Greg Glassman and, and uh, CrossFit headquarters are like coming back and like they're pulling regionals out of the equation and, and, and doing things different. So yeah, like it's evolving, you know, and, and into something something more, you know, than than what it was and what it used to be, you know, and, and kind of taking out that whole. I think that's like what you're talking about is like where you're, what Terrence was talking about like the beginning stages is I would say like the proving ground stages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like with anything. Like, it, yeah, you know, it was proving. Kind of prove. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of a proving ground. And I mean, and it was like, you know, it, it, I mean, for me, like going into like that first L1, like it was kind of scary. Yeah, I bet. Like, you know, I was, I was in shape, but I wasn't like in, you know, like CrossFit shape. Like, like <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, no, like, like serious. Like I was a, like, you know, like the way I am now, like, you know. You weren't ready for, you mean like you were you weren't, you weren't ready for the high intensity. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I mean, I would like. You I, had no idea what it, like that was. Yeah, I couldn't move a barbell on thrusters or do pull-ups the way that. The majority of those people there were doing. Granted, there were some people there that that did it scaled and kind of did it a different way. But like at that point in time, like it was a big eye opener for me because like you do CrossFit at like one place for so long and you get used to what you can do. And obviously, you think you're you're, you're cheese, 
know, your high cheese when you're doing it, but then you go somewhere else and you see other people doing it and you're like, holy, you know what? Like, oh man, like I'm nowhere near these dudes. Like I got to start, I got to put on some weight. I got to start lifting like that, that kind of thing. And that's what like kind of got me into like lifting more too, was like seeing that and like having my eyes open. And that was the beauty of like the L1 is like they, like to this day, like they, they still teach people how to teach, yeah. you know, when you go, when you go to L1s, you know, and like now, you know, they, the L2 is there, you know, and they got L3, which Healy has now, and they got L4s, you know, so like CrossFit is continuing to grow. Like, I don't care what anybody says, they can say it's stupid or, or whatever, like it's not going anywhere. Like that's going to continue to grow and evolve. <laughs> and that's what I kind of want to piggyback off of. Yeah. <clears throat> Hearing what Terrence is talking about, like it's, it's now evolved past the point where it's, it, it's proven that it works. Yeah. Yeah, and it's proven that it's very effective on a large scale, and to an nth degree. And now, and it's worldwide that it's doing this. Like I think, like China. I think I read an article today that China like had the biggest number of affiliates added, like percentage-wise, percentage wise. Uh, out of all the countries. Um, I think I think that's what I heard. I double check, but anyway. So now I think you think about like with, the, 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 with taking the regionals and things out of the games. Is now that he's proven that he the glasses method is not only it's producing not just only the fittest athletes, <clears throat> but you have to like encompass all athletes, which we all are. It's the fittest humans in, in on Earth. Like this, this, this is what it's doing. It's making people fit for life. It's working because it's all encompassing with nutrition and everything like that. Well, now he's. I think he wants to. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but yeah. I, I see it evolving where he's going to transition towards like the health side of it. Where now he's going to. I wouldn't be surprised. If he starts, you hear more about him because he's already done this, attacking, attacking, going after like the big soda or the like those type of companies on a bigger scale yeah. to so he can like because <clears throat> that's because but he sees those probably as the root of the problem where if we are not yeah we're we're preaching this and we're saying this and you, and we all understand you shouldn't consume large amounts of sugar and this like this but all of a sudden like the all the money in Washington is from Big Soda, like pushing these different agendas, and like, come on, we need to get the we need to get people healthy. Yeah. And you're talking about costs and different things like that for the country and healthcare costs and all these things. And, and politics aside, like this should be, we should be trying to get the entire population healthy. And like, I tell you one thing, like people can say whatever they want about Greg Glassman, but that is his goal. And it's very obvious, I think, that his job, his his goal, main goal with CrossFit, is to get the entire world. That's how I, if he could give CrossFit the entire world for free and they would all do it, he would do it. Yeah, I, I bet he would do it. Like just yeah, I mean, because he does do it already. Well, actually, he CrossFit, really does. Exactly. CrossFit.com. CrossFit.com. It's it's for free. He's giving he's giving it to the world for free. They work out and stuff like that. But <clears throat> he also recognizes that like you know using a good coach to learn how to do these things will make you better and more efficient. Well, community the community makes you better. Right, exactly. just and that's why yourself. he has the affiliate stuff yeah. going on. So I think you're going to see that expand and like become more prevalent, and I and the games will be, uh, if that's what they're talking about in this question, will still be a, 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 an aspect. But I don't think he wants it to be an all-encompassing thing. I think it's like I don't reason, think he wants that to be on Instagram. Like, I don't think if you if you look at the social media aspect of it, if you yeah. want to put it in that kind of terms for this generation, he doesn't want the Instagram post about CrossFit to be. I did this complex today, Wadapalooza, sorry, I know it's a good competition, but here I come, you know what I'm saying, or like CrossFit Open, Top 20, here I come, or whatever you want to say, I don't think he wants that to be the CrossFit post, I think he wants to be 200 pounds down, 100, maybe 50 pounds to go. Get rid of um, my diabetes. Yeah, diabetes, yeah. Out, medicine out the door. Yeah. Um, 
nut, you know, you know, meat, nut seeds, or some fruit, or veggies, some fruit, and you know, no sugar. Um, you know, day thirty done. Yeah. I think he wants to see that probably more on that than somebody, some like some of these big name CrossFit athletes. And don't get me wrong, I think those some of those big name CrossFit athletes are good for CrossFit and kind of exposing it. No, like, totally not exposing are. it like exposure. Yeah, so, yeah exposure yeah. for it. But I don't think he. I think he wants to get more towards that side, and that's the route I see it going. And if CrossFit is going to be have any type of longevity, it's going to have to do that. And I think it will. Um, and that's why he recognizes that. The dude's an innovator, and people call people... I think when people go against the grain and buck against the grain sometimes, people at first are always like, oh, that's wrong. That's yeah, stupid. you're always going to be yeah, but then all the, and that's probably what he told him. That's probably what people told him when he first developed CrossFit. But then all of a sudden... And I remember like reading. There was an article I read not too long ago. Like, where, like he showed it. He, he called himself out. How he said CrossFit was a fad, and then wrote another article and said I was wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're. Yeah. Going, yeah. Well, his whole purpose for right, like, you know, having the regional, like taking away regionals. His really sole purpose is to create more affiliates around the world, not more CrossFit game athletes. Right. But yeah, yeah. that what that does is it gets more people involved in the open. It gets more people involved in competitions locally it gets more of these things to stir up so more people have a chance to make it and well, all across and, the and, world and, he's put it in and, it. and it creates more more what it does is creates more gyms and then more gyms means more healthy humans yeah. around the well, world and, and, he, and he's put now like the games competing aspect and all these on these other sanctioned events that that's what they you know made their bank on like that they're they're crossfit competitions and now he's yeah. getting he allowed them to use the name that now you're a crossfit sanctioned event and he's taken that you want to call it a headache or responsibility away from crossfit like where they don't got to deal with that event anymore they just got to deal with the games and the open yeah. now they don't got to worry about organizing all these things when he what he could be doing is now organizing more seminars and um, like these now, what he's like the big thing he's doing right now is getting doctors to come to these CrossFit seminars. Yeah. Now, like see how they can work with within overall with doctors and CrossFits for overall health. Like that's what he. I mean, that I mean, you know, like he could probably if he wanted to, like really if he was like a true like want to make that money type of businessman, you can make a lot of money doing what he's doing and like sell CrossFit.com. Like you have to have a login that you pay this much a month for. Oh, yeah. You you gotta you have to if you want to come to if you want to keep your certification up. Um, besides, like, obviously, we, I mean, but I'm talking about you have to pay, like, a certain fee every single month. If he wanted to charge that for affiliates, if he wanted to charge, um, make tons of money, like, really commercialize the the regionals and the games, he could have all sorts of sponsors that, like, that, that, sell, that, that the, sell junk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 yeah, he could have, Gator, he could have Gatorade. Uh, McDonald's. Yeah, he could. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I understand. I'm not trying to knock these companies, but Gatorade has sugar in their products. Yeah. Okay? And that's and that's the laws. Yeah. There are some sugar-free products. That's great. But how hypocritical would it have been to him to say no sugar in his dietary thing, and then he would like, but then he's going to have Gatorade sponsor the CrossFit Games. Yeah. But if he wanted to make a lot of money, he could do that. Yeah. And that's just, and telling me what, that is brave and innovative and gutsy to say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to take it this route. And even though I could make a lot of money doing this, I'm not going to do this because my overall goal and overarching purpose and what gets me passionate is getting people healthy and out and staying off the nursing home and being able to pick up things and bend over when you're 80 years old and not have your back go out. Yeah. I mean, so. So the future of CrossFit's more GPP. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I think like get, like his overall vision, yeah. which is like trying to get people healthy for life. Yeah, and so and I think that's what he's and he's shown that, and 
Yeah, we just got real. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got I got worked up for that one. That was, yeah, I, I'm passionate about that. All right, anything else we want to add before we go? I guess we should go over the list of things we got coming up again. Uh, Shadburn, how many? Anthony Shadburn, we were down to three spots, three spots. for that. Three January twelfth, we will be doing that. Um, and then uh, I know everybody kept being the smart ass and asking. They, I saw multiple questions. When's the new gym going to open? Because they know we hate that when's question. New, when's the new gym? We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Before the first. That's, that's before the first. Yeah, yeah, so. Before the first. The actual date. No as happens. soon as we know, y'all will know. Yeah. Oh, and y'all stop asking me about your winter apparel. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, we got, uh, we're working with Hope's, Hope's Locker. Locker. Yeah. For new toy donation, uh, new toys to donate to for that organization, for Toy Drive, for help kids, give some um, kids and families a great Christmas. Yeah. We uh, got the nutrition stuff with Callie, right, obviously. Yeah, here's a, uh, Christmas party. Nutrition um, challenge. Make sure you check in on that with Facebook and make sure to let us know how you're doing. And then the Christmas party. Christmas party, December 21st. Yeah. Uh, we got a uh, list downstairs, y'all. Um, if you want to, you know, we'll, we'll provide protein. Um, y'all bring desserts and bring sides and utensils. You can yeah. sign up for that stuff downstairs um, at, at the front desk. Um but that's, uh, that, we didn't get to your question. We apologize. There is a really good question. Oh yeah, we would definitely want to go over this. There's a good question. And I'll say it's from it's from Betty. Um, and yeah, we're Betty. actually gonna, we're going to turn into its own um, topic on the podcast about basically like older athletes and I say older athletes like athletes within a certain age range, like more like I would say like probably like a thirty to fifty age range. Like the demographic. Yeah, the demographic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big demogra- yeah. A big demographic for fitness and and about the, the recovery intensity challenges they have. Um, but we 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 saw we found that question so entire like just basically so engaging that we knew we couldn't answer it in one podcast and we, we wanted to like make it a topic on its yeah, own. So good job. Nice. Shout out to Betty for being like coming up with that. You're a real MVP, MVP, Betty. Yeah, girl. You're a real MVP. Yeah, and if y'all like this question and answer one, the more people that download it, listen to it all the way through, we get to see those numbers. Uh if it gets a lot of downloads, I'm sure these guys would be happy to do this thing again. Uh just maybe no more underwear questions. Put a underwear question? Molly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I ain't gonna that. Just know if you had a ridiculous question up there, yes, I erased it. <laughs> if you got a problem with it, you know where to find it. <laughs> and if, uh, yeah. They were creative and funny, though. Yeah, yeah they, they were, they were yeah. funny. But you kids need to do better. I'll just say that. Y'all All right, better. guys. All right. That's, that's, that's number three. Question, I apologize. We'll get it next time. Next time. All right.